youtube.com slash mayhew mayhem. That's youtube.com slash m-a-y-h-e-w-m-a-y-h-e-m. Hello and welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I am your host, my name is Michael Mayhew, and I am here with my co-hosts. What's up everybody, I'm Dale. Also joining us is a man who is so homosexual, he makes Justin Bieber look straight. What's up everybody, it's me Greg, and we are joined again by the woman who really needs to cut her hair more than once a year. Hi everyone, it's Raven. Remember, 30 Minutes of Mayhem on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker. All you have to do is search Mayhew Mayhem. That's M-A-Y-H-E-W-M-A-Y-H-E-M. And remember, you can also donate to 30 Minutes of Mayhem via PayPal to help us become a better show. Just use the email address in the description, 30minutesofmayhem at gmail.com. All right, so our first topic is what is the most fucked up thing you've done to a friend or that they have done to you? So for my answer to this first topic... We've brought a friend of mine in so that he can tell a story about something I did to him. My friend's name is Corey. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's been many years ago now. This is back when, before I even had a license. So bicycle was pretty much everywhere I had to go. Well, one particular day, I get a phone call from Mike saying, Dude, I need you to get over here right now. I'm like, dude, my mom's not home. I can't be here right now. He's like, I don't care what you got to do, but I need you here, and I mean as fast as possible. Okay, I'm on the way. So I walk outside, and of course, my bicycle is broken. And I look over, and there's my youngest sister, her bike, regular bike. It's a white bike with pink and purple all over it. <laughs> the only thing I'm missing is tassels on a basket. I'm talking like, we're talking purple rims and white tires, pink handlebar grips. Oh, yeah. Big, burly-looking dude with long hair. Wear an ACDC t-shirt, riding this little girl's bicycle. No, it's not just up the street. No. The time I lived like two and a half miles away from Mike's house. And there's a bunch of hills in between. And for some odd reason, I think that was like the hottest summer I can remember. <laughs> it's like 102 degrees outside, or at least it felt like it. By the time I finally make it all the way over to Mike's house, I'm pouring sweat. Just, I can't breathe, it's so hot outside. I'm about to die. So he brings me inside. He starts pumping me full of bottles of water. I'm like, okay, what on earth is so important? I had to be here right now. He whips out this, like, wads of cash. They're not even, like, folded properly. It's just, like, balled up pieces of money. <laughs> and he says, I need you to go down to Metters and buy as many condoms as you can with this. I said, dude, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> He's like, I wish I was. Which is a typical Michael answer. <laughs> so I said, dude, I am not riding that Phoenix M. Oh, no. This time I get to sport Michael's bike, which is a nice mountain bike, you know, different gears, you know. I said, well, give me a few more minutes so I can, you know, pump myself full some more, with some more water. Now, Matters gas station is not just a hop, skip, and a jump. It's like a mile, mile and a half. So I ride my happy ass all the way down to the store. And, of course, by the time I get there, I'm all pouring ass sweat again, looking just all haggard as hell. And I walk in the store, and it's like just some backwoods little country store, better it is. 
And I'm looking up and down the aisles. I'm the only one in the store besides the clerk. And finally, I can't find any rubbers anywhere in the store. I'm like halfway down the first aisle, and I'm finally just like, you know what, screw it. I said, man, where the hell do y'all keep the condoms? <laughs> this lady just starts straight busting up laughing because she seen me ride up on my bicycle. <laughs> she goes, we keep them behind the if people kept stealing the condoms. I'm like, well, I guess it's a good thing out here. She says, well, how much? How many do you need? I said, I just rip up this whole ball of wadded ball of cash. And I'm like, how many of that can buy me? And she just starts laughing and she starts uncrumbling the money. And I'm like, at this point, I'm pretty well pissed. I'm like, and the sad thing is, none of these are for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And this lady is just like doing everything she can to not just straight start losing it in front of me, laughing. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a great day. Yeah. <laughs> she, we get like, I don't know, it was like 15 boxes of condoms. And I think there's like three per box. There's a lot of rubbers there. Okay, I got my brown paper bag, I jump on Mike's bicycle, and ching, ching, take it all the way back to Mike's house, and he's pumping me full of more water, thinking, all right, my job is done. Boy, am I wrong again. (laughs) (laughs) He says, I need you to do me one more favor. I said, I'm not leaving on any more friggin' bicycles today. He goes, no, the only thing you have to do is sit there. And I have this positive look on my face. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> he says, I've got the cup in the room. I need you to be a lookout for Grandma. And Grandma is where? She's next door. Oh, great. You know what? Screw it. I get to sit in the AC with water. I don't even care. Go away. So I'm sitting there. and Everything's just fine. No big deal. Petting the dog. Sitting by the window. All of a sudden, I start hearing noises. <laughs> and at first, I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, you might hear a bump on the wall. Okay, that's cool. And then I start hearing small moans. <laughs> okay, a little creepy. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> time the dog's already done playing with me. He's over laying in the sleep in the corner. All right, okay. Well, then it starts turning into, like, real moaning. I don't know what to do. I don't want to sit there and hear my buddy and the cunt just going at it. So the first thing that pops in my head, I just start singing. I'm like, on the road again. I can't wait to be on the road again. <laughs> <laughs> well, thing is, you know, 10 minutes or nothing like that. So Mike's in there with the coach for like a good solid hour and a half. Every single song I thought of every single song I could possibly think of and sang them out loud. I'm out. <laughs> well, finally, as I look out the window, Grandma walks next door. And I freak. I'm like, hey, Grimble's on the way. Red alert, red alert, get at your asses, out of there. And you hear a lot of, like, fumbling noises from the room, like, bed hitting the wall. You can hear everybody, like, grabbing stuff. I'm like, well, at least that part's over. Yeah, I'm slightly wrong again. <laughs> so, Grandma walks to the door. Oh, hey, Corey, what are you doing here? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and by this time... I mean, just a split second before Rima's walked to the door, Mike and the cunt run out of the room with a blanket and sit down on the couch right next to each other and, like, have this disheveled look on their faces, like hairs all screwed up. Somebody's been sweating, you know. <laughs> and everybody, you know, they're just sitting there on the couch and like they're watching TV, you know. I'm like, wow, this is just too close. <laughs> <laughs> 
for comfort here. I'm sitting there on the couch with Grandma in the room. We're all watching TV. I think it's all over. Until we, I look over and that blanket's doing a little moving. <laughs> no. And Mike has just got this shit-eating grin on his face. Like, <laughs> the cat just, just ate the bird. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I can't say anything. Like, dude, oh, no, don't do this in front of me. Because Grandma's right next to me in the other chair. I'm like, no, he's not. Oh, he is. Uh. <laughs> so not only did I have to ride my baby sister's bicycle to go get him to get to his house to take his bicycle to go get him rubbers, but I had to come back and play lookout while them two are banging in the next room and found out I really sucked at the point in karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... Uh... That's how I'm a terrible person. That's Why don't you go get your own damn condoms? Uh, well, get let me. No, Why couldn't you ride your own damn bike? Listen, right? listen, hang on now. Now let me, let me let me tell it from from my side. I was fucking with Corey. I didn't think he'd show up. When he showed up, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. So oh I sent him on the 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 chase, or <laughs> and he did that too that I didn't think he would do. And then since he happened to conveniently be there, I was like, just, bro, just be a lookout. Like, I'm going to get it. See, the thing was, I didn't even know the cunt was there until you asked me to play lookout. Yeah. So I just figured, all right, you know, whatever. Just wanted to hang out or something until you asked me to buy rubbers and she's in the next room. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and the thing was, you're the, you were closer than I was. And I'm like, is, is, is he that much of a pussy? I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think he would show up, and when he did show up, I didn't know what to do. And then I sent him there, and he came back, and then I just I got at it. <clears throat> that was uh, shortly after I uh, turned in my card of the V-type. So I was still very new to it, and um, the thing is, uh, the, uh, I didn't need condoms. I already had them. Oh, my God. Wait a minute, what? <laughs> I'm just now finding out about this. Later? Oh, I had a couple. I didn't have as many. You suck. (laughs) (laughs) What went through your mind as you were riding your little sister's bike to Mike's house after getting such an urgent phone call? Like, what went through your head? The whole time I'm riding this bicycle, I mean, not only am I getting taunted by people, like, driving by, you know, in their fancy fucking (laughs) four wheels and a steering wheel car, you know. I'm sitting there thinking, man, something has got to be seriously wrong for me to, for him to have to call me and beg me to come over. Something better be wrong, or somebody's got to be dead. Something better be up. I mean, seriously, this is buffet. I better be <laughs> driving over there to be- help me or something. You know, something to that extent. You would think. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is you don't really. You think you know you lot you know a lot of songs until something. Occurs where you need to try to remember every single song you've ever had, you know, heard. Well, the wonderful songs that you do what? Uh, keep going. Sorry. Then it occurs to you you don't know half of those songs. You can't remember every single lyric. So you're like just putting shit where it doesn't belong, and you know in your head it's not right. But at that point in time, there's nothing you can do. 
I think or I, you just uh, you think... mumble the tune. You're like, eh, 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 and then you sing like perfect words for like the chorus. <laughs> Maybe that, or you completely forget a verse. You're like, oh yeah, uh, damn it. They <laughs> <laughs> just go back to the chorus. Yeah, fuck it. Like, back to the chorus. <laughs> and then the chorus comes, and you're singing like loud as fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was not holding back. I mean, in full, I was full blown acapella. <laughs> you should have like. At that point, oh, when they were bagging, you should have like played like some kind of like sexual reference song. The funny thing about uh, this story with with Corey is, <clears throat> the whole time he was on the way there, he he hated the fact that he was on that bike, just hated it. Got there, hated it more. When he got back from Metters with the condoms, and heard what he heard, he wanted nothing more than to get back on that bike and leave. <laughs> I'm surprised you. I would have left, dude, to be honest with you, if I was... Even though he was like, be on lookout, I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> See, that's what yeah, that's what makes... Uh, that what makes it funnier. Is that no, that, well, yeah, but it also makes Corey a better person, you know. Um, it also <laughs> makes... <laughs> it, also, it, it also makes Corey a better person than Larry. Because Larry did straight dip one time. I had thought about it. Just straight bailing. I'm like, wait a minute. Two things could possibly occur right here. One, I need the returns over, which never fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> but it's always nice to have that in the bank, though. I always got that in the bank. And two, there was a pink, purple, and white bike. I mean, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's bad when you get some car keys laughing at you. You know what I mean? We'll have to have you one time. We'll have to do this again, and we'll have to have you for an entire show. Now that I come up with the idea of actually calling you with Skype so that we don't have to like have you in person or on a computer or anything, we can just do a straight telephone call. That I so sure. gladly busted out my credit card for. Yeah, Dale busted out his credit Yay. his credit card finally. And that's right. that's why we were able to call you. So thank you, Dale, and thank you, Corey, for coming on and telling the story about how I'm a terrible person. <laughs> and thank you, Dale's wallet. <laughs> yeah, and thank you, Dale's credit card. Gotta give it up. Gotta give it up for Dale's credit card. All right, Corey. We'll uh, we'll talk to you later. Hey, man. I'll talk to y'all later. All right. All right. Later, Corey. Bye. 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 That was pretty fucked up of you, Mike. <laughs> Fucking <it>, dick. <laughs> All right. Mine's not as fucked up as yours, and it's actually something different. I just realized this. This actually happened on debt. So I was drunk, right? <laughs> this was in New Orleans, I believe. As I was on my way of getting hammered, uh, stopping at a couple different bars, we pretty much like basically when we were, we were at Bourbon Street. I don't know if anybody's ever been to New Orleans. Uh, Bourbon Street is basically just a giant, hence the name street, but it's basically a, a giant strip of uh, just bars everywhere, strip clubs and whatever. So we're just stopping in numerous places. Just they got like their own set of liquors and stuff. Anyways, so I was in the process of getting hammered, and somehow I met. Who at least what I thought was uh, lost my wallet. As I'm freaking the fuck out <laughs> that I lost my wallet, I grab a group, like a couple of my friends or whatever, guys I work with, and I was just like, yo, I fucking lost my wallet. Where the fuck is my wallet? Did you get any of you guys see my wallet? And they're all like, no, dude, no, no. Where'd you go? You know, we'll backtrace it. So we looked around the places I were at. So hang on, you were pretty fucked up by this point? Yes. They had me just go everywhere. Uh, bars, ask around and whatnot, and they managed to 
make me go talk to these uh, they were just like go talk to these homeless people over there and I can't understand where they're at because they're from Louisiana they were trying to take my shoe and shit <laughs> <laughs> they're like handing me bottles of water and stuff and I'm just like where the fuck's my wallet you guys got my fucking wallet and I'm like telling them wallet and stuff like that and whatnot. and they make me go into like they're basically like we're going into strip clubs places I've never even been till now but we decided to go into a strip club and look around for meanwhile while I'm well, I got all these chicks coming up and asking me to fucking dance and shit. Boy, you want to dance? And you're like, I gotta find my wallet. <laughs> Long story short, that one of them had my wallet. And they were just basically playing a big giant prank on me. Making me on this, you know, sending me on this wild goose chase. Talking to these homeless <laughs> people that wanted, you know, wanted to take my shoe. <laughs> you know, and try to get me to talk to, like, the ugliest strippers. Like, you went to go talk to her. <laughs> Like you were over with her, I was like, I don't even remember being here. So, for for some reason, while in your shitfacedness, you were like, these guys are telling me I need to talk to these homeless people and need to talk to these obviously no better than me because I'm so drunk. There's a chance that these homeless people might have my wallet. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, the homeless people sounded sound worse than what you did. Probably you're all slur crazy. Like, you guys have my wallet, and they're like, <laughs> you know, and it probably, <laughs> probably, it was probably the funniest <laughs> fucking thing in the world to see. And then you go into the strip club, and you said they're nasty strippers. Probably means they got less teeth than what I do. And you're trying to talk to them if they got your wallet. You know, <laughs> and the funny thing is, if either one of them groups had your wallet, you weren't getting it back. <laughs> right. Oh my god, that is that's pretty good though. That is really good. I don't I don't have any one particular bad friend story. I mean, it's the same story over and over again with all my female friends I've ever had. It's always has to do with a dude. There was one time that because a bitch took my dude, I beat the fuck out of her at school and we both got suspended. What uh, what age, like, what age range are we talking about here? This was this was in 8th grade. Okay. And uh we were sharing a locker for some reason she lost her lock for her locker so she was sharing my locker. And uh, she was keeping her books on the bottom and mine were on the top. And she was knelt down. We had already been fighting all that day about stupid shit. And she was knelt down on the floor getting her books out of my locker, out of the box. And she turned around and looked up at me and she said, by the way, Mike's a good kisser. Anyway, she, she turned around and just gave me this horrible, dirty look and said, by the way, Mike's a good kisser. And like, I just saw red. I grabbed her fucking head and smashed it into the locker a couple of times. And then... She was on her knees and hair and was like trying to pull my hair. And then the janitor jumped on top of both of us and like split us apart on the floor. And he had me on one side and her on the other side. And we're still fighting with him in between us. He had his pants down for some reason, too. We don't No, that did not happen. Anyway, right that after. <laughs> that happened afterwards, though. Uh, right after we got back from being suspended, um, of course, we were best friends again. I don't see that happen. That's that is now dead. Oh. I didn't kill her. Huh. I didn't huh. beat her to death, but she's the one that eventually did die of a heroin overdose. I don't really know of too many things that I did to friends that could be considered fucked up, and I don't know too many things that friends did to me when I was a kid, or even now what, that would be considered fucked up. I think the thing... I could come up with was when a kid who I was friends with 
back when I was going to um, uh, a Catholic school, basically told me that, um, like, I can't even remember what it was now, but I said something stupid, like a lot of, like you do when you're a kid, and he blew up, and he basically said that uh, what I just said is uh, gonna get me sent to hell, or something like that, and I was like, like, and that, like, as a kid, like, that kind of, like, freaked me out. I was like, wait, why? And I mean, looking back on it now, it's like it's stupid. I shouldn't have gotten like freaked out by it. But yeah, no, unfortunately, I don't have any really cool story, any like hilarious stories like you guys did. My uh, my friends and I are usually uh, my friends and I aren't pretty... pieces of shit like you and your friends. <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just be honest here. And you said looking back at it now, you don't know why uh, why you're where that guy's friend. It's the same thing mm-hmm. you're going to say in like five years about us. <laughs> I don't know why I was their friend. All of them. Pieces of shit. Every single one of them. Speaking of pieces of shits, do you believe in karma? And if so, what is the best karma payback that you have ever seen? Mine's so fucked up, I want to have the opportunity for you guys to recover from it. <laughs> okay, so in the at the beginning, Corey told you about the cut. Uh, a situation where I was just plowing her, right? And he was, he was hearing us plow, and he wanted nothing more than to be on the road again. Escape. <laughs> he wanted to be escape. Be on the road again. Yeah, he wanted to escape so bad. So I was uh, plowing her a lot. Um, but anyway, so we did a whole lot of fucking. After three straight years dating, uh, dating this bitch, with pretty much uh, not big problems, except for the fact that uh, she was a cunt and completely crazy, and somehow I don't know how, but I stuck it out and I was actually the the victim in uh, that relationship pretty hardcore. This girl really, really, really wrecked uh, my life during that time period. And there are some residuals. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but some of the shit that uh, she installed in me more or less through shit that she did, I'm still affected by some of it. I have huge, really bad trust issues, and she's like the main cause of that. And as much as I would like to, you know, overcome them trust issues, I can't. Well, I can, but I have issues, really bad issues with them, and she's like the main cause of that. The problem I have with, like, always feeling like uh, everyone always means the worst in a situation. Uh, All of this shit that's, like, really bad issues with me that I... eh, uh, she's like the cause of all of it. There's a hell of a lot more to why she, why she's known as the cunt than that. She's a terrible fucking person. She still probably is a terrible person because I can never imagine this bitch ever changing. Dale can probably sit there and agree with me that she's a fucking piece of shit. I'm nodding my head as we speak. Just an awful person, right? So when I moved to Ohio, shortly after I moved to Ohio, she calls me one night. Uh, I just I remember this so so distinctly i'm standing on the front porch of the house i lived in when um i think i was walking home when she called me yeah i was walking home when she called me i'm standing on the front porch and she's just bawling her eyes out i have no idea what the fuck's going on because she hasn't said a word yet right she's just crying and she's like you could never love me and i'm like okay (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about that's like the first thing she says she says you'll never want to be with me ever again and i'm like Okay. And at this point in time, I really, really despise this bitch. She's like, you're never going to want to be with me again. You, know, you you could never love me. I'm like, all right. 
and then <laughs> mom what are you getting at here she says i can never give you what you want and i was like what are you talking about she said so i went to the doctor the doctor told me that because of this uh more or less deformity that i have i will never be able to bear children or if i did conceive i would probably never be able to carry a child full term and i replied but that's a fucking good thing isn't it now you can fuck whoever you want and they can just come inside of you and you don't have to worry about a child and my damn i don't remember i don't remember that she just loses it just hysterically crying and i am sitting there with this just weight lifted off of me and i said it have happened to a better person and she's just losing it and she i was like later hung up on her <laughs> that is one of the happiest moments i've ever had related to her in my life because i felt like after Man, she must have fucked you up exactly after everything that she fucking did to me well if you believe in a higher power says you know what you are such a terrible person to wreck a person that didn't you gave them you don't need to procreate you should never have children and i'm gonna make sure that that happens wow best karma payback in my life mine's not that fucked up jesus well everybody time to go home there's no way we can all top that <laughs> yep, good podcast <laughs> no, now you gotta do something. You gotta say something funny. You gotta bring it back. This old job that I had, I worked at a place that was a big place. I'm not gonna mention the name. This guy that I worked with, we were kind of talking, kind of flirting every day, like maybe possibly gonna hook up kind of deal. So you weren't plowing? Not yet, no. Okay. Um, now, this, hang on, this place, to, just to give me a, what type of place is this? It was a large plant. Both of us worked there, but we both worked for businesses that were subcontracted in. Okay. 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 So we didn't we didn't have the same bosses, but we worked in the same building. I don't even know how long it was. Probably a few weeks after flirting every day and like how it is workplace flirting and stuff. It didn't really go beyond workplace yet. So, so you didn't like you didn't like give him a handy J in the bathroom or anything. No. Uh, no. But one day, he had told me that, like, one of the fun things he likes to do to people, like, as a joke, is to pants them. Okay, so, well, I told him, as soon as he told me that, I told him, like, if you ever did that to me, unless it was in, like, a private setting, you would never hear from me again. End of our friendship, whatever kind of relationship this is, it would be the end, because I don't appreciate that. Unless, you know, it's, it's in a private setting, like, you're at home and you're just goofing off and it's funny, you know? Well, he decided to do it to me at work in the middle of the lunchroom. Pants me. <laughs> That's fucking childish as shit. Pulled my pants down to my ankles and ran about four feet away from me and turned around and started laughing. I pulled my pants up and I looked at him and I was like, don't you ever fucking talk to me again. This is done. At that point, I could have gone to my bosses and had them file a sexual harassment thing. I could have done that. Uh, I chose not to go and do the whole sexual harassment thing because he would have been fired because he had two children and I didn't, I didn't want to like just ruin his whole life over this. I was willing to just let it go as long as he never spoke to me again. His way of apologizing was, well, I'm sorry you're such a bitch and walked away. So I let it go. Like about four months go by. He was like the team leader head of his department or whatever because he was the one who hired and fired people. He hired this new girl that I had gone to high school with. 
and I knew her. I didn't speak to her for probably the first two months she she worked there, but like one day she stopped in and realized it was me and we started talking. And the way she was talking about certain things, I thought she had known what had taken place between him and I, but she told me that they were together. He hired his girlfriend to work in this apartment. <laughs> so I was like, wow. And I, I'm not going to say her name or anything, but I was like, listen, chick, you can do way better. He is not who you think he is. He's a terrible person. And I, and I told her what he did. And I thought that was the end of it. Like, cause I didn't hear anything until the next day when I came and work, my bosses were sitting there and like, it, it was a ty- type of work that I did that like my bosses were never there. Only if like they needed to do something with the business, but um, they were sitting there and they both had this look on their face. Like I was in deep shit. He went to my bosses and uh, had me written up for slander because I told his girlfriend what he did. So after that, I decided I'm not going to work there anymore. I cannot work at a place. I don't even want to look at him or her like I'm done. I just I had another job anyway. I was working two jobs at the same time. I was like, I can quit one and still survive. But one of my other friends that worked there texted me one day. He was like, you're, you're going to love this. You got to hear this. And I'm like, OK, those two got caught having sex in the office and were both effectively fired that day. Yeah, I don't remember if I actually already told this story or not. It was when I was at the ballpark and some dude was yelling at me that I stole his dog. Yes. Saying that I stole his dog, blah, blah. It's all because of his wife. His wife was just like, that's the guy who stole our dog. Won't even let me get a word in edgewise. I'm like, I don't even know who you people are. Probably couldn't get a word in edgewise between all the crying and shit in your pants. <laughs> I was a little nervous, not gonna lie. I was definitely clutching my butt cheeks. So that does it for another episode of 30 Minutes of Mayhem. I have been your host. My name is Michael Mayhew, and I have been here with my co-hosts. Dale. Greg. And Raven. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spreaker. Donate to us on PayPal, because we could really use the money. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And later, fellas. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.